Parsons. And I'm Shauna West. Welcome to the Creative Exponent Podcast. This is a place where we talk about discovering, upholding, and sharing your creativity. So welcome to episode three. This is where we're going to talk about upholding your creativity. And I'm excited about this particular episode because I feel like upholding is where kind of where the rubber meets mm-hmm. the road when it comes to your creativity. Um, cause you can discover it and then just do nothing with it. S- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stop there. Right. Um, and, or, or else you, um, you get to, you kind of skip ahead and you start sharing it and then you just get completely defeated. Oh, yes. And it's a big one. You listen to all, yeah, you listen to all the voices that say like, you're not good enough. You're, you know, whether they're internal voices or past voices or things people are saying right now. And so if you don't have that like upholding component, it, it can, your creativity can kind of implode, I think. Yeah, no, I do too. I mean, I think that you're probably right. We tend to, once we find our creativity, then we sort of skip over to, okay, now we're going to share it. And this is sort of a, not that you have to do this in order. Um, I think for most of us, we discover something that we're, you know, that we're creative in, that we're passionate about. And then we begin sharing it in one way or another, again, whether that's to, you know, just our family or that's, you know, to a larger audience. And, you know, a lot of times we do have to go back and revisit and figure out, are we are we really upholding it, you know, in the sense of can we withstand sort of the, the pressures that do come from sharing it? I think you're probably right. Yeah, and I think especially in this age, you know, okay, the age of Instagram and blogs and YouTube and all of that yeah. where you're sharing all of this stuff online – um, I do think people tend to go go right to the share, which again, there's nothing wrong with that. But if there's not something to bolster it, if you don't have this sort of internal confidence happening, right. then yeah, it's then um, and I see it a lot, as I'm sure you do. And I've maybe even experienced it myself where yeah. you just, you know, criticism kind of beats you down and yeah. um that just happens in the online space, unfortunately, you know? Yeah, it People does. Can it does. give their opinion anonymously, and they do. Yes, they, they do. do. They are not shy, those opinion givers. <laughs> not ever. Yeah, yeah. Not ever. Definitely. It's, um, you know, yeah, I think that we, and we kind of talk about, you know, in, in our free course, you know, that for us, the idea of upholding it is, you know, to own it to to protect it and to foster it. And, you know, those all kind of sound the same, but that that first one, when we talk about owning your creativity, which is such a huge part of being able to uphold it, it's, you know, that it's yours. This this is yours to to give. This is yours to have for yourself. Um, it's not not for anyone else. So I think that, you know, there's just a there's a fine balance between, you know, allowing feedback in and and then learning how to release it when it no longer serves your creative expansion. And I think that's a good test. It's not that you are rigid or you're totally closed off to 
to any outside feedback. It's just that you know when to release or we learn when to release opinions or criticism or whatever, you know, whatever word we want to use to describe it. We learn to release it when we know that it's not serving our ability to expand in our creativity. I think that's sort of a, and that's a learned skill. That's not just something that we, you know, innately do, especially in the beginning of discovering creativity. I, I love how you actually said like belief in yourself is a, is a practice. Like it, yeah. it requires time and it requires, you know, some, some amount of intentionality where, oh my um, gosh, yeah, yeah it, it's not going to be, it's so much easier. And we've talked about this in our courses and just, just personally, mm-hmm. like it is so much easier to be hard on ourselves yeah. and to point out our own flaws and our faults and why, the work we're creating is just like garbage and utter (laughs) crap. Right. We we're really, really good at that. And it's comfortable to do that. But like having this, um, belief in yourself, it, it, it's, we, I think we're sort of told like, then that's, that's arrogance. It's overconfidence. It's pride. Um, where it's, I mean, it can be, it can go to that point. But, but gosh, like, what if we all just had just a little bit more faith in ourselves and gave ourselves right. a little bit more credit? Like, what would, what would happen, you know? Right. No, totally. I totally know. And I'm just going to share, like, a very fast story because we actually, I wrote about it this week on our, um, on our blog. And it does tie in, I think, to this. Um, so, and I told you about it. You know, I had the grand idea, and this is going to tie back to creativity, so hang with me, but I had this grand idea that I'm going to make my daughter's 10th birthday cake, and <laughs> and listen, I mean, I'm, I'm a, a typical Southern woman, like my mom taught me how to make a three-layer cake. I know how to make an even <laughs> three-layer, you know, buttercream frosted cake, and it, you know, it stand the test of time and all that stuff. So in my mind, I'm thinking, and actually... I've played with, you know, all kinds of weird, you know, I'll make a big candy cane cake at Christmas. So I'm thinking, okay, naked rainbow cake for my daughter's 10th birthday. That's no big deal. And let's just, for giggles, let's make this thing seven layers because that's, that's normal. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> that's normal. How, how, what was the, like, girth of this cake? Let like, me how... tell you something. That's the problem. In a Pinterest photo, you cannot tell just how heavy and how large that cake is going to be. <laughs> I mean, there's no way to prepare your mind for what. There's like no scale. Right. Like here's the cake next to a tennis racket. Exactly. Just so you can see how how enormous Uh, it is. That would have been really (laughs) helpful because I would have backed off at that point. But so I'm decorating. I've gotten the layers baked and I'm actually really proud of like, okay, the colors are all right. It looks, you know, like, okay, when you cut into this thing, it's going to be so pretty. And I decided at this point, you know, I'm probably just going to frost the sides because I'm not going to spend the time to like, you know, shape and cut and anyway, so that you see all the colors perfectly. So I'd already resigned that one thing, you know, I'd already said, all right, well, this is not quite good enough. So let me, let me go to plan B. And Mm -hmm. I start stacking this cake and it is so huge and just not even and not the way that I had in my mind and not (laughs) the way that it looked on this photo. I 
you know, I'm sitting there and the voices in my head are, I mean, I was having a literal anxiety attack, like the beginnings of real anxiety. Like, this is not good enough. You should be embarrassed. This is, you know, why did you sign up for this? You know, so what started as sort of a little joke, you know, that my kids and I were laughing about and we were, you know, they were picking on me and, you know, it started as this funny, you know, Ha ha moment like mom's made this monster cake and it's really not that awesome and isn't that cute <laughs> to you know to me absolutely putting myself down to the point where you know Andrew came into the house and saw the cake and he said babe I from the way you described this I mean I thought I thought this was going to be an absolute disaster it's just it's fine it's It's pretty. There's nothing wrong with it. And, you know, and by that point, I began to notice my daughter sort of, she was just getting quieter and quieter. And, you know, and I looked over and I said, you know, what is it, baby? And she just said, Mama, I I love this cake. You know, I you made it for me. And I think it's beautiful. And I don't like that you're talking this way about it and about yourself. And, and I, and she looked at me and, and, and I wrote this too. She said, you know, I mean, aren't you the one telling me all the time just to go for it and try new things and do new things? And I'm like, Oh, Oh, from the (laughs) mouth of babes. Right. And you know, and it's, I know it's a birthday cake, but that's the point is we sometimes get so caught up in the result and how perfect it is and how, and, compa- you know, again, like comparing ourselves to to other people. I'm comparing myself to like, I don't know, Reed Drummond at that point, And that's just silly or whoever bakes cakes. But you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you right. know, and we do that with our creativity and our creative work. It's, we don't even enjoy creating because we're so worried about just how, you know, how perfectly it turns out. And it's, you know, so I had to eat crow and look at her and tell her, you know what, she was exactly right. And that this was about her and this was not about my performance, you know. And and I think we kind of, if we're lucky, we have to do that with ourselves when we start doing that, that negative self-talk, you know, with our creativity. So yeah, that's my long spiel. (laughs) But I think you bring up two really good points. First of all, like, um, especially when you have children who are watching your creative process that what you model for them is going like, they're going to pick that up. They're going to, to see that like, man, when you create something, all that you do is berate and belittle yourself. Like that's a Mm -hmm. part of the creative process. And if we teach that to them, like what a disservice we're doing to them instead of teaching them that it's about discovery and learning and curiosity and it's about the joy of the process. And, and I think the other good point too is about when the process is so key because when you're, and I find this for myself, like when I'm painting or working on a project that if I'm just enjoying that time, if it's just like this beautiful creative time and I'm not concerned with the outcome. I'm, I'm just enjoying the time and the moment. And I'm enjoying painting or sewing or doing something I enjoy doing that's productive. Um, then I actually like the end result better right. than if I'm beating myself up the whole time. Like, oh my gosh, this is going to look so bad. I should just throw this away. Which is 
I think that's probably more often than not um, the mindset that I'm in of like, this is just not going to turn out well. And so I think um, a part of upholding is just being very aware of the process and um, making sure like, okay, the workspace is, is conducive to creativity. I feel good in this space. I think even like yourself, you feel good about, (laughs) you know, yourself, you're not, you like made a little effort that day, you know, your hair is washed or at least, you know, Mm -hmm. presentable. You got a little, you know, little makeup on and you're, you know what I mean? You just feel good. Oh yeah. I've told you to write well. Uh huh. I've got a brush. My teeth have to be brushed. I can't be rolling out of the bed and and write anything (laughs) worth reading when my teeth aren't brushed. (laughs) No way. Right. (laughs) No way. Yeah. I think I think that makes a big difference. Um, and then putting on good music and stuff. And now I know, like, especially when you have really little kids or, I mean, we all have busy lives and it's hard to like, okay, that sounds great. Take two hours mm-hmm. in your private studio with your door closed and your music on and right. nobody's going to bother you. And I know that's just not realistic, but I think as much as you can developing this, you know, a little bit of a cocoon yeah. for you to, to have that creative time. Yeah. Um, and then, so protecting it, I think, mm-hmm. um, I think that's a, it's a tricky place because I think we often feel, um, you know, we have to kind of protect our creative endeavors against ourselves, like you were oh, just yeah. talking about. Um, uh, but then we have sort of that external, all of these people who, um, you know, feel like they need to comment on it, uh, which is fair. Cause if you put your work out there, you know, that's, it's opening there's, it a com- up. there's a comment section and there's yep. a like button. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of inviting that. And I've come to really, um, I've come to be okay with criticism. So after mm-hmm. about 10 years of posting online, <laughs> after a decade, uh, I've gotten yeah. good at this. <laughs> Well, I think what I've learned is, first of all, it it is worth listening to. I don't believe you just completely 100% shut out anything that isn't positive because you just end up being uh, like delusional at that point. (laughs) So I think you need to allow some criticism in. And uh, but what what you don't want to do is is allow in when people are just making personal attacks and judgment. And it's not about the work. It's not about, you know, there's nothing productive in it. All it is is just somebody who um, is struggling probably with their own insecurities. Mm -hmm. And this is just a really good, safe place for them to unleash some of that stuff. Or maybe they just had a bad day and whatever you did just happened to rub them the wrong way and hit them at the wrong time. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, but I've learned there can be value in it. I've actually, you know, from some of the critique and criticism that I've received over the years, it actually made me better, I think, in the yeah. long run. It made me a better communicator, a better writer. It made me look at um, maybe the details more. I'm not a super detail-oriented person. So when people mm-hmm. who are point out that my details aren't good, right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, let me let me work on that a rethink. little bit more. Yeah. 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 So, so that I, it does look more professional and finished. So yeah. 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 But, but I think there's that the reason why people can withstand criticism is when they have that underlying, um, like they, they believe in their creativity and they're going to do it whether other people praise it or not. Mm-hmm. 
you know, I'm not looking to those comments to see if I should keep painting. Right, right. I think that's the... I think that's where people kind of get off course is when they're looking to, especially comments from strangers on the internet to see if what they're doing is good and valuable and if they should keep, yeah, yeah, if they should keep doing it or not. Mm -hmm. Right? No, totally. And I think, you know, there's a, you know, it's sort of like the rest of your, um, you know, the rest of your business, you, you have to begin to create some filters for yourself, you know, and, and this is one of those areas when it comes to your creativity and, and upholding it, you know, part of that is, is simply being in the place where you can run criticism through a filter, you know, um, and say, Mm, you know, maybe ask yourself some questions. Is this, is this a productive, neutral comment? You know, that's, for me, that's it. If it's neutral and it's not personally attacking, then, you know, then it's worth a read. I'm going to read it and just see, you know. And and maybe at the same time, something to say to ourselves is just, this is not personal. You know, if, it, in fact, yeah. what is said is not, you know, some... You know, because, of course, there are some some nasty moments out there where people do do say... You know, oh some crazy gosh. stuff. Yeah. and we've... Your mother should have been sterilized. Right. I've actually gotten that one before, right. which I'm like, what? Uh, really? Who says really? that? That's the, that's the level that we're, <laughs> that we're at here? Yeah, just, I'm <laughs> sharing a tablescape and that's where we're going? <laughs> right, I mean, you know, exactly. Geez, man. It's, so. <laughs> it's really crazy what people, oh my gosh, it's, uh, it, it's so disheartening what yeah. people will say to one another. Um, yeah, really unfortunate. <laughs> right. So it's like, if we've identified, okay, this is not one of those. This is not just some nuclear right. moment, you know. <laughs> if we've identified right. that, like, all right then is this, is it productive? You know, is, is this something that I can look at and measure or weigh, you know, is it, could it be just another perspective? Um, You know, and then at that point you're looking at it, not only are you determining, which is powerful, that it is neutral, the comment itself is neutral, but you are looking at it from a neutral place. You're not looking at it from this, um, you know, oh my gosh, my, my worth, my life, my value as a creative is all hinged around this one or these 30, you know, comments. Um, it's, it's yeah. you know, you're able to identify it and, and weigh it and then you put it down. You know, if, if you can implement something from it, great. If it doesn't serve you, great. Um, and then it, it can, not that it's always that easy, but I would say it's more, it is easier to do that when we have you know, practiced that believing in ourselves, and we have practiced, um, you know, owning that this creative work is, is really for us. And it's kind of like we talk about, I think in one of our videos for the, you know, this free course, it's that, you know, this is ours no matter what it's, it's right. really, and I think you said it, it's, it's gotta be separate from, um, any form or idea of success, you know, like I must do this. I have to do right. this. So if, right. if that's the point of view that we can begin to create from, it is less, you know, just hinging on everyone's reaction all the time, I think. Yeah. Cause I think one of the saddest things is when, when somebody does get to a point in their life when they're like, man, I've always wanted to do this and mm-hmm. I didn't because, and usually it's just because of one person said, oh, yeah. 
you're not good oh, yeah. enough or you can't do this or this isn't this isn't a real thing. You can't being an artist or right, a writer totally or whatever. Yeah, you can't do that. That's not a real thing. And um so yeah, just so sad. I mean, and I'm glad there are people who even later in life discover that and then then they start to um kind of silence those voices and just do it anyway, but Mm-hmm. If you can learn that earlier, um, then then all the better for it. Right. And um, and then and we'll talk about in sharing. We'll talk about like the success element because I think mm-hmm. you know we all hope to get some um, you know some accolades for our work or just you know that people love it, even if it's just kind of a small community that they love right. it. And so you know we all hope that the things we create will make other people happy or bring them joy or inspire them or move them or whatever you know whatever we're hoping for. But exactly, um, we'll talk about that more in sharing. But um, I also so you were the one who kind of came up with this um, you know this point is you know, fostering it. And I love that idea of that your creativity is this little, you know, it's a little being. It's this a little, little baby. Yes, it is. Right? <laughs> and you're going to, you know, you're going to spend time with it. You're going to s- spend time to take care of it. You're going to mm-hmm. give it. Um, I think is such an important thing is giving it time to grow. Like we right. don't, we don't go to our infants and be like, oh my gosh, why are you not getting your own food already? Right. Like maybe we you do failure. at some points. <laughs> right. Maybe we do at some points, but we do take creativity at its infancy and expect it to be mature oh, and yeah. expect it to be just a powerhouse. Yep. Yeah. And so we'll look at like, you know, little drawings that we are just starting to do and we'll be like oh it's bad I can't draw it's terrible it's like no you've got to just foster it you've got to take care of it and spend time on it and and let it give it time to grow let it grow um and be okay with being bad in the beginning be okay with the fact that it's just going to need a lot of time Mm -hmm. and attention and learning, um, in order to get it where you want it to go. Right. Well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing. Everything good. I mean, I'm saying this just very (laughs) arbitrarily, but yeah, I mean, everything good takes time. Nothing, um, you know, that happens in an instant usually actually really happens in an instant instance. There's this this lead-in time, you know, there's development time, there's, you know, I mean, with a garden, with a relationship, with your children, with skills you, you know, you do develop in your career or in your creativity. I mean, all those things take time. And again, we, you know, and we've talked about this a lot, but that sort of that lie of, um, you know, that trap we get into of believing that we're, you know, we're going to arrive. And I think that you know, when we do begin to embrace that we're always going to be becoming and growing, you know, these things, these ideas like fostering our creativity and not expecting so much out of it so soon. It's not that those go away. It's just it gets a little easier. It gets a little easier to, you know, to give yourself some grace and to say, you know, this is going to take me a little time to perfect this or to become, yeah, you know, proficient at it. And that's all right. I don't, I don't have to be yeah. Michael Jordan right now, you know, like that's okay. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, and it's a huge shift if you go from the goal being, okay, I've got to paint like 
so-and-so, you know, someone yeah. whose works yeah. we're seeing after they've, you know, been painting for three decades. Right. Um, instead of that being the goal, the goal being the process. I'm going yeah. to, and just to use painting as an example, when I started painting, I committed to paint a hundred little landscapes and I know, that I was my goal. You know, that was, so it was the process. It was, I was making a commitment to the process, not um, some sort of an end goal. And I think that that's key with creativity. Cause if, if the goal is a certain level of success or a certain number of followers or a certain amount of money made on the paintings, then it's easy to give yourself this pass fail grade. Okay. Right. Well, I didn't, I didn't make this much money or I didn't gain this many followers. So therefore I failed at this as opposed to looking at my goal is to paint for this amount of time every day, right. or my goal is to write this many words every day or, you know, whatever, whatever the creative discipline is committing to the process. And then, um, you know, letting the success come wherever it comes. And it, mm -hmm. I think especially in creative endeavors, it, it sometimes comes where we really don't expect it. It just sort That's of like truth. one day we're like, wow, this is not where I thought my creativity would take me or mm -hmm. where I would end up. But then, yeah. you know, it's where you end up and it's a, it's ends up being a delightful place in its own way. Yeah, exactly. Well, and those things are just happy. Um, then it's just always this beautiful, happy accident. You know, we're not totally, yeah. we're not just sitting on pins and needles waiting either for the ball to drop or for the, you know, lottery to be won. You know, I mean, we're right. just, it's like, that's right. such a, that's such a, um, a, a polar place to live in, you know, just to either it's rampant success for us or it's just doom, you know, yeah, <laughs> just utter yeah. failure. And it's can't get out of bed. <laughs> right. I'm done. Yeah. There's, you know, and again, I think all this stuff that we talk about, um, when we do talk about the core concepts around the creative exponent, you know, discovering, upholding and sharing, these are big, you know, I know for both of us personally, they're big, ideals, they're big concepts that really do, I mean, they translate all across our lives, really. It's not, it, it is centered around creativity, but a lot of these practices and, and ideals that we want to, to share, or we want to talk about are things that really, you know, they do bleed over into your life. If you begin practicing, you know, practicing them with your creativity, you'll probably see them show up in your relationships, or if you're practicing them in your relationships, yeah. you'll find them in your creative process. Um, and, you know, that's, that's one of them, just being able to, to know that you're going to do the work for the work's sake, you know, and to, to create for creating. And just like that silly night with the birthday cake, you know, if I could have taken a moment, you know, before I <laughs> stacked up maybe that third layer <laughs> and remembered <laughs> that 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 creation, while I knew it wouldn't be perfect, but somewhere in my head, I put an expectation on it that was either doom or, you know, perfection. And yeah. if I could have just taken a minute to realize that that entire thing was all about actually making it, not what it looked like, you know, it yeah. was about the meaning behind it. And, you know, I look back at my creative life and creative work, and there have definitely been moments, you know, when when I, I wish I could have seen, you know, hey, this is really, this is 
this is what's happening right now is doing something inside of you. And that's just as important as maybe, Mm. maybe more important than the result, you know? And we say a lot of times with our, um, some of the workshops we do with business coaching that, you know, that the point of them is not necessarily for the takeaway sheet, you know, what, what the people take away and take home, but it's for what the process of doing it together does inside them. And it's the same thing, you know, with our creativity, it's, what is it doing in you? What is it changing in you? What's it, what's it shaping you to become? Um, What is it shaping for your work or your business? If that's part of your income, you know? It's a, yeah. It is about the journey, not to be cheesy, but it's true. That's a true thing. Know. You know, it's real. I was real. just thinking that. I was <laughs> just thinking that, that it's like, yeah, I know. And I know it does sound very like, you know, um, mm-hmm. I don't know, squishy and very fluffy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's but it's really not. I think once you start, you know, what we're talking about is is doing you know, practical things, committing to a process right. um, in order to to just have this creative fulfillment and to let it, you know, give it room to grow. Uh, that actually is a very practical thing. So we would yeah. encourage you to do that, to take that time. If you're like, man, I just would really love to do X, Y, Z, play an instrument, sing, mm-hmm. paint, write, um, you know, even if it's something that's not you know, not like obviously creative, but maybe you just really love spreadsheets and organizing, you know, even just, Mm -hmm. just organizing some things and making, uh, making a process out of that. I love, I found a quote that I thought went really nicely with this particular topic of upholding. Um, and it is, you have to be the happy discoverer of your ends. Mm. And that's by Robert Frost, Mm -hmm. who, could string a pretty good series of words together. Yes, so, indeed. But I, I thought that was great. Like you know, you know, we can sit here and talk about this. You can listen to all these podcasts and just hope that the, you know, it just rubs off on you. <laughs> but, <laughs> but ultimately Osmosis. like, right. You have to be the happy discoverer of your own ends. You have to be the one who, um, defines what you want to do and then actually commits to, doing it to the process. And we'll talk a lot more about like creative space and just how important that is and finding the time and, um, you know, cause we all have different seasons of life. And so we'll talk about all of that more, but I hope Mm -hmm. this has been encouraging for you. Um, all of you who are listening, um, that, that just that upholding your creativity and really owning it, fostering it, that, Mm -hmm. that all is so important. And, we want to be champions for your creativity, your little creative Baby. being. We, <laughs> we want to be, we just want to be champions for that and watch that grow and thrive in you. And that's really a lot about, about what our blog and the podcast yeah. and the courses and all are about. So exactly. next time we'll talk about sharing your creativity and um, we hope you'll join us for that. And we are a brand new talking about little baby creative endeavors. This is a brand new little baby podcast. So that's right. We would love it if you would rate it well. (laughs) Give us five stars. Shamelessly (laughs) rate it well. My husband's like, I'm going to go find it and I'm going to, cause it just, we're a little bit behind here, but it just got approved for iTunes and mm-hmm. all. So he's like, I'm going to go find it and give it That's five right. stars. That's right. <laughs> I'm like, yes. Thank there you. you go. 
<laughs> so anyway, we hope you'll do that and, um, and subscribe so that you can hear from us every week. That's right. Looking forward to seeing you guys next time. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Our original theme is by A Walker's Spring, recorded by Ellie Swope and Johan Wagner. And if you like The Creative Exponent, please subscribe and leave us a review. You can find us at www.thecreativeexponent.com. And you can also send us an email at hello at creativeexponent.com. 